Hello and welcome to the Mixera Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kevin, Terrell, and Malcolm. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Mixera Rap Pod. Again, that's Mixera Rap P-O-D. You can follow us on Twitter at Mixera Rap. You won't regret it. We're very active on both platforms. So for tonight's podcast, we're going to be talking about Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. We're going to be going over the top 10 rap songs for February 2021. And we're also going to be doing spotlight on an old school artist, the DOC. So let's jump into it with Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. Fred Hopkins Jr. Live and direct. See, now I need y'all to bear with me as I bear my soul. And take you on the insides behind enemy lines. About some state sanctioned assassinations, mass incarcerations, and some other plans that these peers done put into place in order, amongst other things, to control the world population. You see, now it ain't no coincidence. A lot of y'all cats don't even know about the infamous. All right, so let's uh, jump into it with uh, our anchor man, Kev. Kev, what are your thoughts on that Judas? And the Black Messiah soundtrack. Uh, that first cut was the uh, son of Fred Hampton, the chairman. What did you think? You know, I liked it. I'm, I'm glad that they kind of reached out to people from his past and included them in this. And, and instead of just trying to do some regular old industry stuff, it was people that, you know, that had relationships with him. And for those out there who did not know about his son or anything about people from his past, it was, you know, a good nod to his lineage and his heritage. All right, cool, cool. Let's jump into it with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on the uh, COINTELPRO with the chairman, Fred Hampton's son, Fred Hampton Jr.? This was a well-productive album. They went into details in his album, well-knowledge of music, how to personify the album and the music as well, going along with the movie. And I feel like this is like another, like I said, it's a good album. The first album we have that was well-productive was for the Black Panther album, which was phenomenal. And this one right here is just taking up to another level. All right, cool, cool. So we're going to jump into some of the tracks from the album and give our opinions on some of the tracks, some of the notable tracks from the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. So let's go with our first track, which is EPMD with Nas and Hit Boy. EPMD, we back in business. I visualize what it is, not what it isn't. We at the mafia table next to the kitchen. Eating Michelin star, counting a million. Look, hood theories. Rothstein rigged the World Series. Gotti ran every union in the city. NAS do a BIG like Biggie, leading like Huey Newton did. So that was EPMD by Nas and Hit Boy. So let's check in with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on that EPMD track? I really enjoyed the um, the track. Hadn't heard anything recently from Nas. So it was a great addition to the um, soundtrack for the movie. Um, he really came hard with the uh, with his, a few of his bars. I really enjoyed it. It was something I could listen to and um, add to one of my playlists. Um, not sure which one yet, but most definitely will be another song from the soundtrack. Judas and the Black Messiah uh, movie soundtrack. I'll be adding to my uh, my, my music playlist. So I, I enjoyed that song. 
All right. Really appreciate that, Malcolm. So for me, you know, I was just, you know, it was it was a beautiful thing to hear Nas come on a real strong beat. You know, he's been criticized about his production for a long time, but this time he and Hip Boy really put it down for this particular track and I enjoyed it. So uh, let's jump into what uh, Terrell, what did you think about that EPMD by Nas and Hip Boy? First off, you know, you have to get the Queen's native in this album and on this song. True straight bars, as Nas always give it, give it up. The instrumental part, I love the beat. Classical, old school beat. And once you get like one of those types of beats, it's like sky's the limit. And I just love this song. This is actually in my album right now. All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's uh, check in with our anchorman, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on the EPMD by Nas and Hit Boy? problem i had with this it didn't open the whole soundtrack but i'm fine with that i think it was a great song Nas is on a great run right now and you know we're just gonna see how it you know builds from this but it was just amazing all right cool cool so now we're gonna move into the next track that we thought was very notable and that was welcome to america with black thought the sins of the father my pop gave me to suffer The friends I will follow was crack babies and hustlers It's still sharp and still in the block Made me a cutler, my pen is from the future Like Octavia Butler's My grandmother sutured a flag from bloody cotton The fruits of her labor, alas, already rotten My man said, Joe, it's crazy how fast That we forgotten that we used to pull Boxes and plows like we were oxen and cows all right, so that was Welcome to America by Black Thought. Let's uh, check in with Kev and see what his thoughts were on Black Thought's effort with Welcome to America. I think it was a very strong effort. He, you know, Black Thought is very, very aggressive when he's he's it, with his rhyme skills. So it fits the soundtrack as a whole. I kind of wish, in a way, I kind of wish the, the sequencing was a little bit better between, like, you know, Black Thought and then, like, maybe the Jay-Z song and then Nas come, like, right after that. But that's just me, my personal opinion. But I'm fine with everything. I'm a big fan of Black Thought, and, and I think he was he's been consistent in the past couple years with his solo work. So I liked it. All right, cool, cool, Kev. Appreciate that. So let's check in with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Welcome to America by Black Thought? I really enjoyed that um that track. I feel like I think I could actually say that I believe that Black Thought came way harder than Nas. Um, when we talk about their songs, I really like the CS Armstrong feature. Um, I believe that he came really soulful, really, really soulful. Him and um, I believe it was Angela Hunt. Them two, that paired paired feature with them bouncing off each other was a uh, delight to listen to. I feel like Black Thought's extremely um, underrated. I don't understand why. I mean, he's so lyrical, especially he came really hard with this this song. Um, So I enjoyed it. Not sure if it will make any of my playlists on a daily listen, but it was a great addition to the um, movie soundtrack. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Malcolm. It was definitely uh, refreshing to hear Black Thought. I thought that um, the music accompanying us that, with, that was on this track with him were excellent and that he did the, a magnificent job. I just don't know you know, how much you want to hear it on a daily basis, but it was definitely a, a strong song. So let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Welcome to America with Black Thought? So this is my first time hearing about Black Thought. So I never really know about his art. But after listening to the song, it made me look into his art. He's a very versatile rapper. And this song right here, I could see what he was trying to what he was trying to put into the song. This is a very well thought out 
song, rap song. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal how people think outside the box, especially with his type of work. He really thinks outside the box. And even more, when he's thinking outside the box, he's thinking outside that box. So I like this song. It didn't really get on my on my top list right now, but it's a, a well-thought-out song. I feel you on that, Terrell. Yeah, it was definitely uh, some good work by Black Thought. So we're going to move on to the next track that we thought was very notable, and that is What It Feels Like by Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z. I survive cause a nigga is special first You get successful, then it get stressful thirst Niggas gon' test you, see what your texture's worth Diamonds and pipes, one of them pressure first Street niggas, still I get checks and spurts I'm for peace, but before I get pressed, I murk Better days, pray for, but expecting worse so I'm going to jump in with my two cents on this one. This is the reason why everyone is missing hit Nip- Nipsey Hussle. He was getting ready to go into the stratosphere. You know, it took a while for people to really catch on. There was, you know, he was regional. He was underground. But this song here, man, he and Jay-Z put it in with this one. I was very impressed. And like Kev said, if it would have been structured a little bit better on the soundtrack, this would be an amazing piece of work as far as how they could have structured it a little bit differently. But I'm, I'm, I'm OK with it and very happy to just hear real hip hop. So we're going to move on and check in with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on uh, Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z's track from the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack? Really like that song. I feel like the Nipsey Hustle feature really just took me back and really made me miss miss him, you know. Um, it was a great, great song. I loved his little hook on there. This is what it feels like. And it's just uh the feature, I mean, them it wasn't a feature, but Jay Z being on the song as well add just added to it and it just verified the song as a quality and I really enjoyed it and it just made me reminisce about uh Nipsey, you know. So it was a great track. All right, really appreciate that, Malcolm. Let's check in with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on the Nipsey Hustle and Jay Z's track? Well, first, I gotta say, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle, because he was one of my favorite artists at the time. Well, he still is. And this was that West Coast, East Coast vibe song. You have one East Coast rapper, one West Coast rapper, rapper and they just doing what they do best. They tell, like to tell stories, like to rap, they like to rap. And this is, was one of that songs that we needed because we haven't had that type of song in a while after all the stuff that we've been through to show that unity song that we need. And I'm sad this wasn't one of the top songs on that album and stuff because you had two, you had two New York natives who give it a all. So one gonna, one gonna shine than the other. That's just the industry. But this was a well thought out song, especially like you said about Nipsey Hussle. He was he was on that next level, and um, it hurts that we couldn't see him get on that level as how we wanted to. But he was on that level, and what can you say? You you can't you got to respect him. Like he did a lot. This out and this hand this hand his flow of words is just like darn. I feel like he's still here, but really not. But it's a well thought out song as well. All right, cool, cool. Really appreciate that, Terrell. Let's move on to our anchor man, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on the Nipsey Hustle Jay Z track from Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack? Sometimes I don't like when like deceased artists they just you know take these older lyrics and kind of mesh them together, and sometimes it just feels it doesn't connect a lot of times. But I think that Jay Z is such a monumental artist that 
this sound like it could have been recorded a month ago. Nothing against Jay-Z, but if you'd have took this beat and Nipsey's lyrics by itself, it still would have been a great song. But the Jay-Z feature makes this a classic. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just one of those songs where everything just fit. It's like the beat, his lyrics, the hook, the feature, everything just worked. It's, it, it's, it's right now, it might be my song, my favorite song of 2021 right now. So I, I, I really liked it. And it just, whatever they did, it worked. This is what I like to see. Yeah, what it feels like was definitely probably one of the hottest tracks on this soundtrack. I'm feeling you, Kev. It's definitely, you know, Jay-Z is on a run right now between the work he did with Jay Electronica last year and the work he did on this soundtrack. It's hard not to put him in that number one slot. Greatest rapper alive, you know. He's he's really doing it big right now. So we're going to move on to the next track that we thought was notable on the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtracks, and that is Broad Day by Hit Boy. It's with the detail, picking the pocket apart, calling the blitz. Boy, blood. Nightmares in broad day, pray I get to sleep. I should A&R the game, pick you niggas beats. Honestly, I sent hotter shit to your email. Tedious with the detail, picking the pocket apart, calling the blitz. Getting looks from them crackers, we all in the ritz. Niggas said they with the shits, that all was a myth. Marathon, pace it out, you caught in a sprint. Show me who you are once, ain't gotta show me twice. You can't. All right, that was Broad Day by Hip Boy. Let's jump into the young cats and let them give their two cents on this. So, uh, Terrell, what were your thoughts on Broad Day by Hip Boy? To be honest, I kind of skipped this song. <laughs> I'm going to be real, so I don't have no take on it because I listened like the first 35, 45 seconds. I just like, okay, it's not my cup of tea. So I kind of skipped. Yeah, I skipped the song. No, I feel you on that. I appreciate it. That's what we're talking about. You know, if you're not feeling it, you're just not feeling it. So let's move on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Broad Day by Hit Boy? I don't know what Terrell's talking about. I enjoyed that song. Hit Boy did his thing. You know, I feel like there are a lot of little artists they put on this um this this soundtrack that really did their really stood out and came with their their best best talent on this project. So I really enjoyed what uh, Hit Boy came with, and I enjoyed this song. Something I could add to um, one of my playlists, you know. I enjoyed it for the most part. All right, cool, cool. Let's check in with Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Broad Day by Hit Boy? It's one of the things about making a good album is how you sequence your songs. Hit Boy had a good song, and on any other album, it would be, you know, rated higher then I'm going to rate it. And the reason I'm giving it, I'm going to give it a three and a half. And I'm going to tell you why. You had three of the best artists in the game right now, songs before yours. Three strong songs, three of the best. And and here you are, after these three strong songs that opened the soundtrack up, here you are with something good, but not great. And it kind of takes away from it. It, it sucks, you know what I mean. It's like if this if this was the first, if this was before Nas song, it would probably sound a lot better. But you had Nas, Black Thought, and then Jay Z with Nip- Nipsey Hussle, and then you got to follow up behind them. It's kind of like you know you just had all this great stuff. If your if your song is not spectacular, it's gonna be eh. and that's what and that's the kind of feeling it is. It's like eh. I mean I like it, but it's just it, it kind of brung the mood down a little bit, you know. You know, I got built up and that just kind of brought it down. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, 
you know, Hit Boy's on a good run right now, so it's kind of, I feel bad saying that it was eh, but, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. Definitely the sequencing on the album might have done a, needed a little more help. Um, I think they could have spread out the Nas, Black Thought, and um, Nipsey Hussle, Jay-Z uh, cuts, and, and that would have helped out because they put so many of the younger artists on the tail end and, and I, don't, I don't know if that's really the best representation for this album but in general the album is great it's just that maybe the sequencing is definitely not the best because i thought that they should have highlighted the chicago artist a little earlier than they did but you know it is what it is i still appreciate the album so uh, my two thoughts was two cents was that hip boy as one of the young artists i was amazed that he was the one that they started off this run of young artists that are as they come on the album because he does start the run off and it was it was enjoyable and we're going to move on now to the next track that we thought was notable and that is plead the 45th by smino and saba Wanna love all of y'all, but I don't think it's enough silent now. I think I'm a calling off, I'm tired as fuck and I'm not enough. Surrender by narcissists, when news is moving through the contusions. They see my hue when they wanna do me just like Huey P. Newton. I gotta. All right, so that was Plead the 45th by Smino and Saba. So let's check in with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on that track? Heard a lot about Smino. He's been doing his thing recently. I feel like he should get a lot more recognition. Um, I'm not sure if you are familiar with some of his past works but um i really enjoyed this song um i really didn't think they would have added some of the artists like her and smino to this playlist so it was a nice feature to the movie um movie soundtrack all right thanks a lot malcolm on that same thing here man i thought that this was a interesting pick by the producers, the executive producers of this soundtrack, and that uh, Smino is definitely doing his thing. I've been following him. He's one of my favorite youngest artists. Uh, Smino, Smy, Masego, you know, these cats are really getting it in right now, and I appreciated it. I enjoyed it. It was amongst what's going on in rap culture right now to hear this diversity is just amazing to me. And I'm, I'm hoping that these young cats really uh, get their foot in the door and, and push the door open so that we can have the type of diversity we need in hip hop. So let's move on to uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on the Plead the 45th by Smino and Saba? This song really caught me by surprise. Um, I enjoyed it so much that the first time I heard it, I listened to it, I listened to it two more times and then I stopped and I went to go research these guys to see other music that they made before and not realizing that I've heard their voices on other people's stuff, but I couldn't listen to the rest of the soundtrack until I, you know, researched who these people were and listened to some of that other stuff. To be honest, this might have been my favorite song on the whole soundtrack. And that's like saying a lot. It's just everything was just right. I mean, the vibe was right. The lyrics was right. Everything was just right. And I'm surprised that, you know, you know, I could see them doing something with like a Natobi or Erica Badu or Rafael Sadiq or something. I'm just surprised that, you know, they're not out there more. But I hopefully this look on the soundtrack will get them looks other places. 
Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. I'm telling you, uh, these young men are really changing the game and, and bringing that diversity we've been wanting for a long time in. And I hope the best for them as we move into the future. So let's let Terrell anchor this and finish this one off for this particular track. Uh, Terrell, what were your thoughts on the Smino and Saba track from Judas and the Black Messiah? Well, like everybody said, I was surprised that Smino was on this track. And I was like, so y'all really did your homework. Who to put on this track? on this album because his work to compare what's what we've been dishing out now bro like why his work is not out there more why we got all these other people that's just name famous getting on the shine when we got people that's really doing their work doing their duties giving back not giving not giving that shine so i say bravo to the directors who made this album from really going out there and finding people because this right here, like Kev said, this was one of my favorite songs on this album. I was like, I listen to the song every day since the, since the album came out. I mean, this is my number one song I go to. Like, it's time for, I'm sorry to say, it's time for a change how music should be sound. And if this album could bring us to that way, how how music should be sound, which I should say next year, this album should win multiple Grammys. I'm saying that now. This album should win multiple Grammys next year. And if it's not, then everything in the industry is rigged. I feel you on that, Terrell. Man, I'm telling you, uh, this is what hip hop has been wanting. So I'm in hopes that as we move forward into the future that we get this. You know, 2020 was such a great year and it looks like 2021 is starting off very well. So let's keep it going. All right. So let's move on to the next track that we thought was notable. All right. So let's move into that next track that we thought was notable on the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. And that is Something Ain't Right. That's Masego, J.I.D., and Rhapsody. Hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. The corruption that's moved in beautiful sight. Uh, look, and as I lay me, as I lay me, that me down to rest. I lay my sword, my lady lays upon my chest, it's been a crazy war. The devil's banging on my door, my dear, my dear, my dear. I hear the shots ring, lay on the floor, I don't fear anyone but the maker, cause we could never murder. All right, so that was Something Ain't Right by Masego featuring J.I.D. and Rhapsody. So let me start off with this one and just say that, again, like I said, between Smino, Masego, Smy, these cats are all bringing it in strong. I really appreciate everything that they're doing. And uh, again, just another excellent piece of work, great effort, well thought out production, Rhapsody doing her thing, J.I.D. not that familiar with, but really thought he did well, a very good job on this. And that's my two cents. So let's move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Something Ain't Right? So I'm also a Masego fan, which I, I didn't know that you like Masego. But with his versatile of when he sings, I love the fact that he brings that saxophone into the beat. So you get a mixture of R&B with a hit of jazz into it, which is amazing. J.I.D. has been somebody I've been also looking at for a while. He do a lot of underground rap, but he also he is he is very known. And like with um J. Cole and his crew and his versatile rapping is like just calm, relax and just smooth with it like a smooth criminal and you know rhapsody she gets she always do her thing thing no matter what song she she's in so this this song right here was like a very calm into the dark 
calm music, like something like they try to find the truth about something. And this is the song that they play. And it just went well with the album. Just that Southern calm jazz cool music. And I love it. Yeah, no doubt there, Terrell. Definitely uh, a worthwhile effort on that particular track. Let's move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on the Masego track? I really enjoyed the track. I had um, initially thought that it was going to be a, just a, a smooth R&B little chill song. But then I heard the rapping in and uh, Rabbit City um, added her little little piece to it. And Masego um, really added some some chill vibes. I really enjoyed this song. Something I could add to, most definitely add to my playlist. So for the most part, it was another another stellar addition to the um, this whole playlist. I mean, whole soundtrack. I mean, we can continue to talk about the songs on um, the soundtrack, but another special, special song. Yeah, definitely. I think we're going to continue this same avenue with the rest of this album. But again, I just think that the um, the listeners want to hear our opinions on this particular album, just because most young people don't take an opportunity to listen to soundtracks. So let's check in with uh, the anchorman. Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on the Masego featuring J.I.D. and Rhapsody? There's something wrong track. I think it was a good mix of everything. It was it. You know, this is where the whole soundtrack started to really kind of uh, pick right back up. I mean, you know, you had to plead the 45th, but and then you come right in with this and it kind of keeps the flow going of the whole soundtrack. And some of the artists that they selected were it's just amazing. And it's kind of wonder like who was behind some of the selections because they did pick some unknown or some underground or lesser known artists that put out some quality songs and got to appreciate that. Yeah, definitely feel you on that, Kev. The EP on this uh, production of this album was amazing. And I, I can't say nothing but kudos for whoever it was. We'll definitely look it up as we keep going here. And so we'll, you know, so that we let everyone know who the EP for this particular project was. Next track that we're going to jump into that we thought was notable is Letter to You by BJ and the Chicago Kid. And this is where we're getting ready to go into a list of the uh, Chicago artists that were on this album. And it's going to be really, really some 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 noteworthy stuff, if you ask me. But we'll get everybody else's opinion as we move into it. So let's move into On Your Mind by Lil Dirk. And that's On Your Mind by Lil Dirk from the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. And that was On Your Mind by Lil Durk. So let's jump into it with the young cats and see what their mind frame is from this Lil Durk uh, track. So Terrell, what were your thoughts on On Your Mind by Lil Durk? You know the same old, same old with Lil Durk. He always tells a story. He's like lashing. Well, I can say not lashing out, but he's giving us a story time about a day in Chicago, a day in the hood, a day of survival. And that's what most of these rappers are doing. They surviving their life in the hood when they were growing up. So this is like a nice calm, like a chill out song, like just telling people what they have to go through and how they overcome 
Stay Problem. So this was a well thought out song in this album. And you know, Lil Durk, he was getting his little his shine up here and there and stuff, repping for his hometown. Yeah, I appreciate that, Terrell. I feel you with what you were saying. Definitely, um, a chill uh, Lil Durk song is something new to me. You know. So let's move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on the Lil Durk track from Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack? You all have to respect and understand that Lil Durk is an established rapper in this game at this time you have to understand that uh in the music game right now um they they treat him as royalty he may not be the most lyrical and rap about the most education or thought-provoking stuff but i mean it was a great addition to this soundtrack anything dirk's on usually i start to try to listen to um i try to give him a chance because i initially tried to i never listened to him uh, some put me on to him. I think it was uh, one of his earlier projects, and I started listening to him recently. And um, I think that uh, y'all have to give him some more credit. That's how I feel. Yeah, no doubt, Malcolm. We definitely have to start, uh, you know, if he keeps it up with what he's doing with this particular, hopefully this particular track pushes him to where I don't think anyone doubted he could go. The issue is the record companies are pushing him to put out music that is not, you know, the, the most constructive. And this was an effort that was constructive. So that would be my two cents on this. Let's move on to our anchorman. Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on Little Dirk's track from Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack? I thought it was okay. I'm still trying to get used to this version of Little Dirk. And I understand that, you know, uh, artists kind of, uh, I can't think of the word, but kind of, you know, go go down a different path, which I don't have a problem with. It's not what I'm used to, and it's not what I became a fan of. So it's just me trying to wrap my mind around who he is now. It it was decent. I mean, it was okay. I don't know. It just I don't I don't think it fit this soundtrack. Let me say that. All right, I feel you on that, and I I, I definitely understand your mentality on this. I just thought that uh, as far as Bill Dirk was concerned, it was growth for him. You know, and that's all we can really act ask for. And uh, so we'll move on to our next track that we thought was very notable from the album. And that is All Black by G Herbo. G Herbo, I move like the president. You can't see in my whip like it's nighttime. Can't get close because it's never the right time. They're going to die for me like a lifeline. They're going to ride for me for a lifetime. And they slime with me like right now. 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 They gon' ride for me for a lifetime. President out the rack like oh. All right, that was All Black by G Herbo. Another one of the Chicago artists that were very influential on this album. And I really appreciate the EP from this uh project putting on all of these young Chicago artists. And my two thought, two cents on this is that, you know, again, I'm just going to give a little bit of kudos to these young Chicago artists. These, you know, some of them considered drill artists, you know, for me not being a fan of it, I tried to be as objective as possible when it comes to listening to all hip hop music. And, you know, this was a great effort, you know, I saw some growth in it. I didn't see a lot of growth, but I saw some growth in it. And I think it's worth the listen. And I really appreciated his effort. So I'm going to jump into it with Kev and, and see if we can get another one on board with at least giving him some kudos for his effort. I think it is what it is, you know. So let's uh, move on to Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on All Black by G Herbo? I like the beat a lot. The the lyrics were okay. I mean, it wasn't nothing really spectacular about it, but he did rhyme over the beat, you know, well. So it was, it was, you know, I didn't skip it. So I did enjoy it a little bit. 
All right. I really appreciate that, Kev. So let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on G Herbo's All Black? I'm really not a big fan of G Herbo. So I listened to the song and it was an okay song. And then wasn't my real cup of tea a song. I know Malcolm's going to say something about me saying this right now, but it's okay. I'll give it a four stars on this album. Um... Like you said, a lot. Of this, I'm, I give give it props to a lot of Chicago rappers on this album. Like, yes, don't get me wrong, they are doing their thing. They showing the world that we are not just drill rappers or what y'all call us. We are really in this game to be in this game. So that's the one thing I can give about all the Chicago rappers, singers that's on here. So, all right. So let's anchor this with uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts with "All Black" by G Herbo? You all some haters. I just can't believe this. This is just, I mean, I laughed when I was listening to Kez's response. I mean, it's just, I I don't know what to do because I'm going to give you all homework and you are going to have to, I'm just going to wait for you all's homework. I enjoyed this song. This is one of his songs that could have been on his on his album. Yerbo comes on any, like, whenever you hear from him nowadays, it's going to be fire. I don't, I don't know. You all are just, I guess you guys got to hear him more. But same as Terrell was saying, like, yeah, I'm going to get on here and have to vouch for my man. Like, this is ridiculous. You are slandering the man. Um, I enjoy the song. Another great addition to the soundtrack. I think he did a better job. I prefer G Herbo over Lil Durk any day. So um, great song. All right. So let's move on to the next song that we thought was notable from the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack and that is Respect My Mind by Dom Kennedy. I'm a West Side factor after cashing big homes on my masters. I have to let it be known that I rose to all challenges, raised my status up and broke all averages. Sitting in the car and I'm waiting on the get back. Neiman Marcus give back. Tell him I said fuck crash. I got the right to bear arms to protect what I own, especially if it's me and I got them all this gold. So what's the issue? All right. And that was Dom Kennedy, Respect My Mind, from the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. So let's jump into it with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on that Dom Kennedy track? I love Dom Kennedy. Um, I wasn't really familiar with him before um, I heard him on this movie soundtrack. So it was in a it was a, 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 a nice taste to hear him. Um, enjoyed the song, similar to the um, song with Nas and similar to the... Uh, the i believe it was hit boy his song i would both put all three of those songs on my my eight everyday playlist so um i pretty much enjoyed the enjoyed the track all right i really appreciate that so let's check in with terrell terrell what were your thoughts about that dom kennedy track from judas and the black messiah well i go back with the don kennedy and he never disappointed me at all i mean at all and i mean well thought out song verses lyrics all that amazing the beat the flow amazing i did add this song on my on my playlist as well and like i said this was a very thought out dope song and like once again i said we need to push artists that don't get shine like that out there more because they're doing their work another example of another person who is doing his work and they need to be shine that's my two cents all right really appreciate that terrell so let's move in with our anchorman kev kev what were your thoughts on the dom kennedy respect my mind track from judas and the black messiah this is another stellar performance from a, a west coast underground artist 
just like the young man over there said we should do some G Herbo homework. I think we should do some Dom Kennedy homework. He, like, yeah, just like Terrell just said, he doesn't get the recognition that he should. I mean, you know, people on the West Coast, they love him. They recognize his talent. They they buy up all this stuff. They support him. They come out. And, like, once again, I'm not sure who who's behind picking these artists for this album, but they did a fantastic job. I mean, the older artists, the younger artists. I mean, you know, even the producers. It was just even the decent songs just fit, and they and they weren't out of they didn't really feel out of place at all. So I mean, it's just another just stellar a a one thumbs up performance for everybody that had something to do with this whole soundtrack. I really appreciate that, Kev. Just want to throw out this and say that um, did the research and Hit Boy is the one who was had the opportunity to be the producer and the EP for this project. And I uh, just want to give out kudos to Hit Boy for putting together a masterpiece. And I hope that he gets some recognition in the Grammys for next year uh, for best soundtrack, because, I mean, this was an excellent effort and that this project d- deserves that type of uh, acknowledgement of at least a nomination, maybe not a win, but an, at least a nomination. So we're going to finish this off with my man Kim on the soundtrack with Black Messiah, the title track, you know, so let's move into it. 1948, Chicago, Illinois, a young Panther was born. He became a man when he was just a little boy, excellent athlete. He excelled in the classroom too. High supreme action speed. That's when his passion all right, so that was Rakim with the Black Messiah. So let's check in with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Rakim's track, Black Messiah? You know, Rakim is that is that legend legacy. Well, not legacy, sorry. That legend that just gave you that straight up hardcore rapper rapping and his verse in this like like you said, this is the title song of the album. So you know that song has to be one of the most powerful songs and have to stand out in the whole album. So I can say this, I give it 10 out of 10. There's no more discussion about this because we already know how Rakim is. His, his legacy stands out for anything that he makes. And that's my two cents. All right. So let's move on with Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Rakim and the Black Messiah? So, um, boom. You can kill the panther, but the panther still is gonna exist. You know, um, enjoy the whole song. Enjoy the shout out to uh, dedicating it to the uh, Fred Hampton and his family. I'm at the end. This was a this put me in the zone where I could see it in the movie. This is in the background playing at a pivotal moment. You know, really enjoyed this uh, this track. They really did their thing. I didn't expect them to come on like this. This was more of a more of a, a anthem type song, you know. So I really enjoyed it. Way to way to end off the soundtrack. Could have been a could have started it off actually. So really enjoyed it. All right, really appreciate that, Malcolm. So let's uh, let me throw my little two cents in and say that um, I love Rakim. He put in a solid effort, but is this some of his best stuff? No, you know, it was decent. And sadly, that's all I have to say about one of my favorite artists of all time. But solid effort. So let's move on to Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Rakim's track, Black Messiah? It's, it's, it's kind of hard to go against Rakim. At times, you feel like you're talking bad about 
just rap as a whole. It was a decent performance, but once again, I just feel like the sequencing of songs could have been done a little bit differently. Like, I wouldn't have put this at the end. I might have opened with this song, and I think it would have set a much better tone than putting it at the end. Because it just felt out of place at the end. And I think it would have been much better at the beginning. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that, Kev. So, um... That was our general thoughts about the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. We'd like to say that you should definitely go out, check it out, you know, pull that up on Spotify and whatever other uh, streaming platforms that you listen to. It's definitely worth your time and effort put into listening to it. So um, let's move on to our top 10 rap songs for February 2021. And we're not going to go over all of them because some of them are the same. We're just going to go over a few that we thought were notable. And this week's notable songs are starting off with number one and that is calling my phone with little tj featuring uh six slack and that is somebody that we highlighted as one of our new artists so let's jump into it steady calling my phone i told you before that it's over leave me alone no it's hurting you to see me gone dark clouds you're gonna see me strong i won't go back all right so that was little tj and calling my phone at number one on the top 10 rap songs for february 2021 i'll jump in with my with my two cents first and just say that just like i said during our highlight of him i thought that this was a very modern take on current relationship statuses in in the youth You know, and it was it was interesting. I thought that the production was well did and I thought that the well done, excuse me. And I thought that the uh, visual for this particular project was very nice. And, you know, that's my two cents. So let's uh, move on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts about Lil TJ's calling my phone track? Not a fan of Lil TJ. Me and Terrell um, will agree with this. Um, The song is trash, period. Now, I'm not going to do that. Um, It's just not. For me, you know, it's just nothing I could really ever listen to. And Lil TJ has never been a serious artist to me. He's similar to Tory Lanez. I don't know what he is. And he's not a good rapper. He comes out with hits. He got some fame, you know. So, um, hey, I don't think he represents the area where he raps, where he's currently from. So, I not at all. He's not a drill artist, and nor is he a, like, I don't know if he's an R&B. Like, I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. You know, when he came out early, early, I liked him. But then songs were not quality. All right. I feel you on that, Malcolm. Uh, let's move into Terrell. So it's, uh, since Terrell's going to agree with Malcolm, let's move in with him. So, Terrell, what were your thoughts on Calling My Phone by Lil TJ? I'm sorry to say, if there's any woman that's really calling his phone, they need to run because he's not about that life. Don't like Lil TJ at all. As what Malcolm says, he, he's like another Tory Lane. Don't know what direction he's going in. But Lil TJ, this song, ain't it. All right, I appreciate that, Terrell. So let's uh, check in with uh, our anchor man, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Little TJ's Calling My Phone? I mean, it's a decent radio song for today. It has some sort of impact if it's number one and it was able to uh, knock out Cardi B. So, I mean, it's, it's generating the buzz. I mean, outside of that, I mean, it just it fits in the mood of today's artists or today's vibe of what they consider successful or the sound that a lot of people want to hear. I mean, it's nothing spectacular. It's just, you know, it just fits in line with a lot of the other stuff. 
Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. So we're going to move into the next song, which uh, Lil TJ knocked off, and we wanted to make sure we talked about it, and that's Up by Cardi B. That was Cardi B with Up. I'm going to jump in again with my two cents and just say, you know, this is a continuation of the wonderful world of brag rap. And she's the queen of it, you know, between her and Megan, they doing it big on, on this style of rap. And, uh, you know, kudos for them. Just like to say that, you know, she's a supreme pop artist and she deserves every accolade she can get from that. You know, I hope her the best in the future. Is it my type of, uh, of material that I want to listen to? No, it is not. But that is what it is. So let's jump into Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Cardi B's Up? You know, you always get that one song that everybody wanna blast it no matter what and make it into a whole TikTok song now. And this is one of those songs that we got right now because now all of a sudden it's being big on TikTok. Everybody from post office and stuff doing a video to it now. So now it's that catchy song that everybody wanna listen to. So and I can say kudos to Carly B for giving what the audience wants. Another song to trend and we gonna hear this song. It's gonna be another song that we gonna hear for the next till next year, <laughs> to be honest. So yeah, I I feel I like it. It's kind of catchy and stuff, but but just only a simple word is it up. I'm like I could just use one word, put a nice beat to it, and repeat the same same thing over and over. I can make that. I could have made a hit song, but hey, you know, typical music hip hop that we have nowadays. Yeah, I feel you on that, Terrell. De- definitely, that's what is what it is. You know, um, like I said, they have these word generators that they use in order to make uh, uh, to come up with uh, algorithms for words in songs as well as titles that are that will um, spark the mind to like the song. And uh, you know, it, 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 this is where we are in music, and it's all about how much money, how many streams it can get. So I'm, I'm not mad at at the you know the um, the IT people who are giving the information to the um, to the uh, labels and the labels giving it to the artists saying, hey, this is the direction we need to go in because they're trying to maximize profit. We live in a capitalistic society and this is what their uh, th- their goal is. Uh, unfortunately, for us as people who love the art of rap and the art of hip hop culture, it's killing us. But. We just got to keep bearing with it and keep pushing the songs that we love. If we keep pushing those, just like the stock market did, something that matters will make money. So let's just keep that in mind. So let's move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Cardi B's Up? Hey, I mean, like you all said, it's, uh, well, I mean, my opinion is it's, it's their type of music. You know, it's what they would produce. That's what I expected. You know, it's not my, never been my taste, never will be. But if I'm with my, like, say I'm with a female companion or a friend of mine that, a plutonic friend, platonic friend, I mean, they might want to listen to it. But hey, you know, maybe in the club that may sound good, but uh, just Megan does her thing. That's why she's the queen bee at his rap thing at the moment. Um, That's the opinion of the public. So not my opinion, but hey, you know. Good track, I guess. All right. Really appreciate that, Malcolm. Let's move on to the anchorman. Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on Cardi B's track, Up? Meg and Cardi, I mean, 
mean, we can honestly say they are on Drake's level. Uh, everything that they put out is probably going to be a hit and is most guaranteedly going to be number one. No matter the song concept behind it or anything, it's a, I mean, it's a catchy song. It's a good radio song. I mean, you know, if the clubs is open, this is probably be the club hit that they, they will be blasting all over it. I mean, you know, I hate to sound negative. I mean, it's more the same, but you know, Cardi knows what to do to make a hit. And if you can consistently make a hit, make, make those hits, make that money. Yeah, definitely. No doubt, Kev. I definitely follow you on that one. So we're going to move on to our next song that we find notable in the top 20 for February 2021. And that is Pop Smoke with What You Know About Love. Shorty go jogging every morning And she make me breakfast almost every morning And she take a nigga pic before she leave the door I be waking up to pics before a nigga on it And every weekend my shorty coming over Shorty can fend the out but she like fashion over She ain't driving no Camry, she pulling in a Rover all right. So that was Pop Smoke with What You Know About Love. So I'm going to jump in with my two cents and just say that, hey, this is one of my favorite songs from Pop Smoke. Again, his whole project from this last album before his passing was set up for him to be a winner and take him into the stratosphere. And this was the song that was going to do it and has done it. And um, I'm glad to see it on the chart as well as the other tracks from his uh, most recent album. So it is what it is. You know, so let's move on to uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Pop Smoke's What You Know About Love? We, I just sat there and said that, you know, Megan and Cardi are on Drake's level. Pop Smoke may, might be a step behind them. He, you know, he's it's a year or so later and, you know, his name is still out there. His songs are still charting. There's, there's an interest still for him. It's amazing that, you know, we can still look at charts or award season and see his name all over the place. And his impact is amazing to the young generation. I hate to see that he's not here to see the success that he was able to generate, but hopefully his family can keep his legacy going for, you know, for however long and generate something for his, you know, his family's future. I'm still shocked that that the people have gravitated towards him the way they have. But with with the way the industry is set up, where so many people are coming in like a revolving door for this guy still to be where he's at, it's, it's amazing and shocking at the same time. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that, Kel. You know, objectively speaking, this is just, it's impressive. And you want that to be the way it is, you know, for a young man like himself to uh, provide for his family. And, you know, he went about it the right way. He just didn't go about the right way as far as giving out his information. So with that, we're going to move on to the last song that we think is notable in uh, the current top 10 for February, 2021. And that is Throat Baby by BRS Cash. Sess a little bitch, sess a little hoe I love the way you walk, love the way you talk Let a young nigga come play in your throat Deep stroke your throat till I make you choke Throw babies, I'm trying to give them to you Throw babies, I'm trying to bust all on you Sess a little bitch, sess a little hoe I love the way you walk, love the way you talk Let a young nigga come play in your throat Deep stroke your all right, that was Throat Baby by BRS Cash. I'm going to let the young people start off with this one because I need to wrap my head around it. So, uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on the track Throat Babies? You all have heard this song. You all should understand what type of song this should be attracting people to. I appreciate, what is his name? BRS, 
DRSK or something. I appreciate him for producing this song. You know, it's assisted me in many of my occasions. This is a song you may play when you're with a young lady. You know, hey, good track. You know, for the for the people that want to listen to it, it's not something that I would ever play on my daily daily stroll to the to the to the to the grocery store or something like that or on 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 any drive. So, but I mean, hey, it's a good song and it's you can utilize it when you need to. All right, I appreciate that, Malcolm. And I get your undertones there, ain't no doubt. So let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on BRS Cash, Throat Babies? When I heard this song, I was like, is this really a song right now? This is this is one of those songs that your mama don't want you to be singing if you, if you were younger. I remember, I remember one of those songs my mom didn't want me to listen to. And this is one of those songs. And it's a catchy song, I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> it's a well thought out song but it's just crazy that we're back to lingering back into that way but that's just how the music industry is we give what the audience wants and this is i can say another club song another strip club song another song that's going to be on the air for to the end of this year all right i really appreciate that uh terrell so let's move on to our anchor man i'm gonna finish this off i'm gonna move on to our anchor man kev kev what were your thoughts on brsk cash throat babies i wasn't a fan of it at all and not just you know let's take the lyrics out of it it was just i don't know it just felt like a song it just felt like a lot of talking and that's it. I mean, just because you could put some words together, you should be considered a rapper. And outside of, I, th- I think that's where a lot of my, you know, some of my lack of understanding could come in at. I mean, it's, there are some things about content, I can get that, that I might not be familiar with, but at the same time, there should be a standard of what we sh- that should be considered a rapper or allowed to be a rapper. This wasn't a rap song to me. It was it just seemed like a lot of talking over music, and that's not really rapping to me. I really wasn't a fan of it at all. And I mean, it's nothing even about the the lyric aspect of it. Yeah, it's a very it's very adult theme, but eh, you know, I really wasn't feeling that at all. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. So I'm gonna anchor this one off and just say that we've come to a point in music where let me not say that. Now that I now that I think about it, I got to go back to. Luke Skywalker and the two live crew and say that, you know, we've been listening to this style of music for the longest. But the the key is, is that the Luke stuff did not make the charts. There was a place in time to hear Luke music and there was a place in time to hear other music that was for the radio. And for this to make the charts, it's just, you know, it's it's disappointing. I don't know what else I can really say. You know, this is a beautiful piece of art for disrespect. And, you know, it's just I don't know. I'm lost for words on this one. And I, and again, I hope that the listeners know that I try to be as objective as possible, especially with me being the elder statesman on this uh, podcast. This one just, you know, I, I don't have words for it. We're going to move on to something that really excites me. And that is our next topic, which is our review of an old school artist, the DOC. So we're going to drop in and give you one of his hot cuts. And then we're going to talk about him as an artist and move on. All right, so let's do it. One, and in comes the two to the three and four. Then I drop the beat I have in store. Lay kinetics on the top like a rug. Make it sound smoother. Later, make a dub. Enunciate well so that you can tell. I am not illiterate. No, not even a little bit. Nothing like an idiot. Get it? You want the record? Cool, I'm with it. 
All right. And that was the DOC with Funky Formula. And uh, just want to say that, you know, for me, this artist is he was an amazing young man at the time. He wrote a lot of the uh, lyrics for N.W.A. during their run. Um, he met a tragic uh, uh, as accident, which uh, kind of shortened his career. He did put out another album after his um after his accident, but it was just wasn't the same, you know. Uh, so he put out No One Can Do It Better in 1989. And then he put out another effort in uh, 2000 that was, you know, just not it was just sadly, it just wasn't um, it wasn't what it should have been, you know, what it could have been for him. Uh, the effort, he, I'm sorry, I said 2000, but I meant 1990 he put out, uh, 1996, he put out Helter Skelter and he got his voice back. He actually was in a car accident and lost his, uh, uh, had uh, damage to his vocal cords and it really changed his voice. The effort he put out in 1996, Helter Skelter, again, very decent production, not the greatest production. I don't know if uh, Dre helped him with this particular effort, but it was his attempt to make a comeback and it just didn't it didn't fly well he did end up putting out a production after that recently in 2017 called funky productions uh and doc is out of dallas but uh, found his fame in la with nwa and dr dre i think they're still close to this day i remember seeing them recently in a photo together after dre had gotten out of the hospital from his uh, brain aneurysm so i'm glad to see that they're still getting it in so again you know my two cents is that this young man at the time was uh, an amazing artist. If he wouldn't have got into the act into that uh, car accident, he probably would have been a lot of competition for everybody. You name it. His, his album was just crazy, crazy dope. And it sold very well. And, and he would have definitely been a force to be reckoned with, but between drugs and alcohol that really put him in, in, in a bad space. So we'll move on to uh, Malcolm and see what his thoughts were on the DOC. My opinion on the DOC is that uh, he was a legend. You got when you talk about hip hop and um, when you talk about the real pioneers, there would be no MWA without him. What he contributed to the game was something special. No one could do it like him. It was tragic and so unfortunate that he was um, that obstacle that he had to face with the car accident impaired him and was never able to really recover like he, he was able to um, produce before the accident. So. Um, other than that, you know, he, you can go back and listen to his catalog. I mean, he's a great artist, so I got to give him respect and got to give him his flowers. Well, I mean, well, he's unfortunately, well, is he still, he's still alive? I believe he's still alive, but if he is, yes, he alive, is still alive. Yeah, give his flowers while he still is alive, you know, so great, great legend. All right. I really appreciate that, Malcolm. So we're going to move on to Terrell and to get Terrell thoughts on what were your thoughts on the DOC? Well, when I used to be. In the summertime, we go down south, and my aunt used to play their albums every day. And I respect how they were, who he was. Flawless rapper, old school, kept it fresh, kept it new, kept it original. And this is what we are missing nowadays. Somebody's going to keep it fresh, keep it original, keep it classy. But we don't get that nowadays. So that's why we're, some of us now, we appreciate more in the old school than the new school. And like you said, he, if he didn't have that accident and stuff, we would never know sky's the limit with him. I think a lot of pe- a lot of rappers in the game would have had some more competition. And we would have been there for it. 
but you know we got what we we got what we got with him and i'm glad that we i can share my moments with with this person yeah really appreciate that terrell uh, we're gonna let the anchor man finish this one off kev kev what were your thoughts on the doc just amazing amazing career yes the uh the accident kind of held up him as a rapper but it i think it it actually gave him longevity he was able to be he was able to be a ghostwriter he was able to be a, a producer and do a lot more behind the scenes and I, and i'm not really sure if he would have had that opportunity if it wasn't an accident i could be wrong but i i mean you know it's, it's just amazing the work he actually has been able to be a part of taking a texas guy and blending that in with that west coast flavor in that that late 80s early 90s era was i mean it was just something different it was something fresh it was something new i mean even today we could still listen to that stuff and it would still sound like it just came out the health the skelter album a lot of people didn't like it i actually enjoyed it and i don't and i don't think it was a bad effort i think it took people by surprise of his raspy voice and sometimes change can throw you off but it was something i i enjoyed just the fact that you know that dr dre was able to embrace him and take him along for this ride of production and he did he did a lot of uh he did some work on the chronic snoop's albums all these you know death row and um aftermath albums have a sprinkling of uh the doc on them somewhere so for him to still make money he's still living well you know it, it's just it's a testament to who he is as a person and and you know i'm just i'm glad to see that he was able to overcome this horrific accident and still make money he didn't fall down this rabbit hole and just fade away you know he was still able to establish a career and still we could still talk about it today just like you said you know they posted a picture of dr dre not that long ago and you know dlc was right there I mean, you know, Snoop will have pitches and you will see DLC right there. Erica Badu, you will see DLC right there. I mean, like, he still is able to get the respect and love from his peers and colleagues. And, you know, and it's what, 2021. And we still talk about DLC. So that's amazing testament to who he is and what he was able to do. Yeah, no doubt, Kev. 32 years. You can't knock that, you know. Uh, so let's move into our final uh, topic here. And I just wanted to bring up uh, an artist who had just recently passed, and that is Prince Marky D, a real name, Mark Anthony Morales. He's from Brooklyn, New York. He was a member of the Fat Boys, one of our original pioneers. Uh, it really hurt my heart when I heard that he had passed. I just wanted to play a little something from him and then get everybody's feelings on the passing of Prince Marky D. Relationship is withering. Don't walk away from me. Come hither and listen. Cause I speak straight up, so let it chat. Sorry, baby, but your man ain't all that. Before you verbally stop me, just wait a sec and explain why you're always looking wrecked. By now, any Alright, so let's uh talk about my man, Prince Marky D. And I'll start it off by just saying me being the the first generation of hip hop listeners, the 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 fat boys were everything, you know. Initially, the Disco 3 starred in the disorderly movies, was in Crush Groove, had hit after hit after hit. Didn't make a large sum of money because they weren't paying rappers back then. 
if you ask me, I, I just don't believe that any of them have gotten their uh, flowers while they were alive to my expectations of what they should have. Kuroski is the last living member. The Fat Boys consisted of Prince Marky D, Kuroski, and Big Buff, the human beatbox. And uh, Buff, he passed away uh, first. And I think it was complications due to his size. He had gained a lot of weight, and I think he had some diabetic and heart issues. And uh, Prince Marky D, I don't have the full information on his passing. Hopefully, you know, it was probably COVID or some other health reason. Uh, he still lived in the New York area. Kuroski is still in the area. He's uh, hanging in there. He had really gotten into the a healthy lifestyle uh, recently, and I appreciate seeing him do do well. So again, those gentlemen, not you know, not receiving their flowers and my expectations the way they should. So I w- definitely want to bring him up on this uh, podcast, this platform, and say these dudes really shaped music and if you don't know they were like the first like real i mean they were bigger than run dmc for a a good two years the movies that they were doing you know white america wants to see some sort of uh comedy and this allowed us to push the genre for the culture for because these young men didn't mind at the time having people laugh at them so they enjoyed uh, the spoils of that and were able to do movies and get more music on the airways because of that. And again, just super impactful for me and, and my era of listeners. So let's move on to uh, let's see if we can get some words from Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Prince Marky D? It's sad to lose someone you were a big fan of. Like just like you said, the Fat Boys were huge back in the day. I mean, they had hits upon hits. Very entertaining, a very entertaining group. They transitioned very well. They went from making, you know, good albums to radio hits to movies. And, you know, even as their momentum was dying down, they were still able to transition into like, uh, like radio and a couple of them did some A&R work. They did a lot of, you know, did some stuff behind the scenes to generate income and, and still had a, like a footprint in the business. You know, you don't hear a lot about you know, behind the scenes stuff or uh, what people are able to transition into if they're successful, you know, they, you know, the media would like to prey on people's downfall, but you never really heard of, you know, outside of someone's health, you never really heard of their downfall in any way because they were able to stay successful and stay upbeat and positive, just like their music. Hopefully, you know, we can do a spotlight or a retrospective on the Fat Boys sometime in the future. And I think that the younger guys will enjoy that topic if we ever get to it. I'm sad to hear you pass. I've kept, you know, abreast of the Fat Boys as a whole throughout the years. And, you know, it, it was it's good to see that they were able to, you know, they didn't, you know, fall into the drugs or the alcohol habit or, or you know, gambling or the business just kind of tearing them down you know they were able to find a way to sustain the income and to keep going i really appreciate those heartfelt words kev and let's move on to terrell terrell any thoughts on the fat boys and prince marky d i listened to them at a a young age hearing on rap late nights on shows i wasn't supposed to be watching but they was very original they was like you said they was just that group that 
just wanted to have fun, rap about good times and stuff. And I'm glad I did get to listen to them when I was younger and stuff, because when I heard that he passed, I was just like, wow. And with age he has, I was just like, damn, life is really short. And we got to appreciate every minute of it. And like I said, to his family, I want to say you have we have our prayers. I hope y'all can get through this and it's going to be good. Just know it's not a we just celebrating his legacy and what he did as a rapper. I know it's kind of hard, especially when death come around, especially what times I'll be going through. And yeah, his music going to live on. Him and his music going to live on. All right, really appreciate that, Terrell. So let's finish this off with Malcolm. Malcolm, did you have any thoughts? I know you don't know much about the group, but um, have any thoughts about Prince Marky D? Extremely unfortunate to hear that he passed. Um, please don't say I don't know a lot about the group. I used to watch. I watched the Crush Groove um, movie plenty of times. I've listened to them, and it was um, they were a positive group. They were corny, corny, corky guys, cool guys. You know, they 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 embody embody who they wanted to be in and they knew who they were so I, I enjoyed them and who they they were really pillars to the game you talk about really hip-hop back in the day gotta get them the respect you know and it's unfortunate that there's only one left all right appreciate that malcolm and sorry to uh assume that you didn't know anything about the group let's move into saying our farewells and say that um please follow us on instagram and twitter you can follow us on instagram at mix era rap pod again that's mix era rap p-o-d you can also follow us on twitter at mix era rap and we really appreciate you all for listening we also like to say that we do not own the rights to any of the music that we played on this show and this was just a promotional effort for those artists and that music and with that we'd like to say peace and we out of here